everyone. My name is Michelle, and welcome to Romcom Weekly. Today, my friend Valerie is back on the podcast, and we're talking about the movie The Family Stone. Hi, Val. Hello, hello. <laughs> welcome back. Thank you. Twist my arm, and I'll talk about Family Stone. <laughs> I'm excited. Okay, so a few things about this movie. It was released in December of 2005. It's directed and written by Thomas Bazucha, stars Sarah Jessica Parker, Dermot Mulroney, Diane Keaton, Luke Wilson, Claire Danes, Craig T. Nelson, and Rachel McAdams. The IMDb.com summary is, an uptight conservative businesswoman accompanies her boyfriend to his eccentric and outgoing family's annual Christmas celebration and finds that she's a fish out of water in their free-spirited way of life. It has a 6.3 on IMDb. It made $93 million worldwide. It was nominated for one Golden Globe Award in 2006, Sarah Jessica Parker for Best Actress in a Comedy or Musical. I did not know that. Yeah. Good for SJP. Mm-hmm. All right, Val. So on a scale from 1 to 10, what are you rating this movie? I give this movie an 8. Wow. I had a feeling you were going to go high on this one. <laughs> Yours is lower? Mine is. Um, I'm coming in. My score is probably going to seem really harsh to you. I'm coming in at a 6.5. Okay. I'm not confident about the score, so maybe it'll change. <laughs> so I'm going to convince you. <laughs> I may need some persuasion. Mm-hmm. But okay, so you're coming in at an 8. I'm assuming you have a really strong relationship with this movie. Um, but yeah, tell me more. I get, you said on IMDb it was rated, what, a six something? 6.3. A 6.3. I get it. I get that there's harsh criticism and it's it's a funky movie. And mm. I remember we hated it at first. Like, what is this? Like, what kind of a plot is this? Who are these people? Mm. And somehow our relationship has changed for this movie where now we watch it every year, every Christmas and or, sorry, every Thanksgiving and or Christmas. Mm-hmm. And we love it, like love this movie, and we have to watch it every year. And get it sets the holiday season for us. I can see why. Like this is a true Christmas movie, mm-hmm. like true Christmas movie through and through. It's about the crazy messiness of family, and there's love, and Christmas is what brings the family together. And I get that. Mm-hmm. I think for me, it's just I. It's not a really high rewatchable fil- film for me. I think really? I've only seen it maybe times over the past few years i remember the first time i saw it i don't think i saw it in theaters but yeah i don't feel like it's on tv that much it's not on streaming devices as much if Mm -hmm. it is it's like very limited like i had to stream this or i had to rent this on amazon Mm -hmm. to to watch this movie it's not available on any streaming device which is strange given the time of year we're in right now yeah um so i think just like lack of access for me is why i just haven't watched it that much that's fair we definitely on the dvd so i popped that bad boy in (laughs) i had a feeling i had a very strong feeling that's awesome okay so let's just dive right into some things you like about this movie besides it being a christmas movie tell me tell me what you think i i feel like i grew to love how eccentric it is Mm. it's the plot the characters I also really appreciate, and this also came from like, you know, watching the special, the special things that come with the DVD, but like (laughs) the setting, how everything was choreographed, the house, how messy it is. Like it's so Mm. realistic and warm. And I love that it's snowing and it's set in the North. Like I love that whole 
Like New England like, vibe. New England, exactly. New England vibe in the Christmas. And I also love like down to the wardrobe, how they planned, like you can just see the characters through, sorry, you can, yeah, you can see all their personalities through the characters' wardrobes and how they changed a year later in the movie. Mm. I love like how much thought went into all of that. I love the music, the quotes, which like Viv, Kyle, and I will, they're like such inside jokes to us now and we'll bring them up on <laughs> yeah, day-to-day language. Yeah, I can't language. wait. Yes, the, the like all of everything about it is just so warm and I love it. I definitely think it's a very warm movie. Like I watched this last year and I watched it again, you know, for our conversation now. And I think maybe I just, yeah, I, I, I do have a deep appreciation for like how cozy it feels. Everybody's like in these thick knit sweaters and mm-hmm. it, it's a hard vibe to capture with words but you just you just feel cozy when you watch this movie and i i get that and like the christmas music just adds to that warmth yes in that sense i love it that big beautiful white house like it houses Mm -hmm. this family i think i think there's five siblings right i think you have five i think it's everett Susanna, ben amy ben amy and thad thad i was like it's not chad it's thad so there's the five kids plus the mom and dad. It's a house of seven and everybody has their significant others. And it's just this warm chaos. Warm chaos is an excellent <laughs> way to describe it. <laughs> I mean, I you know, you have, you're one of three kids. I'm one of two. Mm-hmm. It's not a, you know, it's an average size family for me, you know, a family of four. But mm-hmm. I kind of envy this chaotic family mm-hmm. i would love to have four siblings and just all this mess and love and i do kind of love what this movie brings in that sense i love the sibling dynamics and the family relationships even though it's all messy it's ultimately yes. all this unconditional love unconditional 100 percent agree with you unconditional love and all of them have like such different personalities and all of them coming together they like just love each other and drive each other crazy at the same time and bring like their own lives it's hilarious yeah, I mean, like, the cast, I think, is pretty stellar. Love the cast. <laughs> I mean, I'm kind of shocked at how they got so many famous people in this movie. Mm-hmm. You have Sarah Jessica Parker, you have Claire Danes, Dermot Mulroney. I mean, I said everybody's names at the top of this, but it's just, like, crazy. It's, yeah. It's such a heavy-hitting cast. and They really are. Yeah, everyone's really solid. Um, I just want to highlight SJP. Mm-hmm. She plays this <laughs> uptight woman so well. Oh, I think she, like, killed it. I love her. (laughs) And I think this movie might be one of the main reasons why I love her, because she Mm. did so well. Are you a Sex and the City fan? No, that's a thing. So I don't don't watch much of her... I feel like that's her biggest one. I I guess I watch different movies with her in it. Like Hocus Pocus, yeah. I I actually... No, I don't even know if I've seen Hocus Pocus. I know, but like random movies that she's in, different conversation, but she did, she did this so well, again, down to like the choreography of her, that, um, that like coughing that she does and just like the little mannerisms that she has. I thought she did it so, so spot on for her character, for Meredith. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like her body language, she's just Mm -hmm. so tense and like Mm -hmm. the second anybody puts a hand on her, she like jumps and is like shocked and it's kind of a caricature. Like, I don't think I know anybody like that in real life. And I mean, I guess there are people out there like that. Um, just super <laughs> uptight and very tightly wound. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah. Great job, SJP. Yes. Another thing I like is just 
which might be an obvious thing for you as well as the the diversity of the cast and mm-hmm. how different as we've said these siblings are there's a gay deaf brother who's married to a black man and mm-hmm. they're adopting and it's just it's a very liberal family like it is amy who is played by rachel mcadams like the moment she appears on screen she's like toting her her tote bag is npr so you're like I okay <laughs> i i get the vibe of this girl immediately and yep. this family <laughs> yes yeah that's the thing they did it so well like you said the bag down to her like getting frustrated with that um her like hamper <laughs> falling out of the car and she's like throwing the npr bag to into the snow like you can identify her character right then and there which i thought was just amazing well to add to that i felt like immediately or maybe this is just because i've seen this movie a few times at this point but you immediately can tell she's the baby of the family Mm. like she's bringing her laundry home that like she's not she's not the grown one you know yeah that's hilarious (laughs) that's a good call out what are some other things you like about this movie? I love the songs. I thought the soundtrack is mm-hmm. amazing. And same thing, like, well, my family has such inside jokes to this, where if a song will come on, like, right back to where we started from, we'll copy Meredith's, like, Dancing with Brad. Like, all of these things that we tie <laughs> so closely to this movie because of the songs. Like that uh-huh. other one, um, Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas by Judy mm-hmm. Garland. And it has to be the Judy Garland version. But that mm-hmm. one, I will, like, always cheer up when I listen to it. Oof. Yeah, I teared up watching that scene last mm-hmm. night. So I don't good. think it's meant to be an emotional moment. But you see Susanna watching it, and she's crying. Yeah. And then you start crying. And then you're just like, <laughs> oh, like this movie, I don't know. It's it's a roller coaster of emotions. It is a roller coaster. I have to ask, because I feel like just talking about it is making you reflect. A couple of years ago... Would you have mm-hmm. rated it at a 6.5? I actually think I would have rated it lower. Okay. So we're working I think it way okay, Slowly, slowly but surely. I'll I think it. I have an appreciation for the messiness of the family. I think when mm-hmm. I was younger, it was just like maybe too far-fetched. Mm-hmm. But now that I'm older, family dynamics have changed personally for me. And I like hear more about other people and their family dynamics. Mm-hmm. It's maybe more relatable in many ways. Yeah, I see that. And I think like when I think rom-com, this movie doesn't really scream rom-com to me. It's more like a family with some rom-com in it. So maybe for that sheer fact alone, this movie brings me all over the place. Mm -hmm. It doesn't center on this love story between two people yeah, I think it's mostly that's for the fair. love of family. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. I guess I'll ask you this question now, but you and I didn't talk about a holiday rom-com last year, I don't think. But mm-hmm. other than The Family Stone, you're rating a you're rating it, you know, an 8. What are some of your other favorite holiday movies? Ooh. Doesn't have to be rom-com, but holiday okay. movies. Good a question. We <laughs> love Elf. We also have to watch that like every year. Elf's mm. a classic. Yes. I know Viv loves that movie. We all love Elf. I love Polar Express. Oh, okay. I love Polar Express. I'm like the only one in the family that loves it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, hang on. I'll stop you there. I'll have the Polar Express conversation with you as well. Okay. I personally really like that movie. Thank you. When that movie came out, I saw it in theaters because I loved the book, the children's book. Mm -hmm. But I will say, oh, it's a great book. It's the same author as Jumanji, I believe. Oh, okay. 
Uh, but the older I've gotten and the more times I've seen Polar Express, it kind of creeps me out. It is a, a little, little creepy. <laughs> Are you you're talking creepy in like the animation, not the, the animation? Story. Yes. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha you there. Yeah, but it's a great movie. Emotional at the end, like all like always. But it's yeah, yeah. I, I do like that movie, but mm-hmm. yeah, go on. Ah, oh, gosh, we. I mean, we haven't seen Rudolph in a while. Mm. Oh my gosh, you know what I feel like you would appreciate? Have you ever seen? The VeggieTales Christmas movie. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's not you know what, what I thought you were going to say. It's like, the, <laughs> do you know what I'm talking about? It's that that toy boy. I know. Uh, I know VeggieTales. I it's been like years since I've seen it, and I don't know if I've seen a Christmas VeggieTales. Oh my gosh, before. you have to watch that. I remember us growing up watching it, and then we pulled it out and watched it. A couple of years ago, and we're like, this is ridiculous, but it brought back so many memories. I wow, forgot the name okay. of it, but it's, it, yeah, it's ridiculous. It's hilarious. So that's one that now talking about and thinking about, it, I think we're going to also have to mm-hmm. watch this year. Um. Oh, gosh. What else? What are some of yours? Maybe this will jog my memory. So your sister and I talked about this last year. I mm-hmm. love While You Were Sleeping. Viv did not like that movie. We talked yeah. about it. I think she rated like a five something, which I was mm-hmm. so insulted by because Viv and I usually have a somewhat pretty similar relationship to a lot of these movies. Yeah. Home Alone for mm-hmm. me. Home Alone 1 and 2 are my favorite holiday movies. How could I miss Home Alone? Oh my gosh. <laughs> Home Alone. It's hard. I understand. It's hard to, you know, just bring it out. I know. I wasn't the, prepared. I put, you I put you on guard. the spot. I know. <laughs> Home Alone is a great one. Yes. Those are, all of them are great. Some newer ones, which I can't remember if you've also spoken to or featured on your podcast. The, what was the one I texted you about? The Princess Bride? The Prince and the Bride? The one with the undercover journalist. Oh, she goes the Christmas in. Prince. Christmas Prince. I freaking Is it the Christmas love Prince? those. I think we're talking about the same one. I don't remember <laughs> the name of it. But you know what I'm talking about, right? The one who, she's a journalist. She pretends to be the yeah. tutor. Oh my yes. gosh. I love that one. I think I've seen those. So it's a trilogy, right? I forget yes. what they're called, but it ends with yeah. Christmas Baby or something mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. I think I've seen those once and like it left my mind immediately. <laughs> I have not revisited that at all. And I don't know. I think when that movie came out on Netflix, it just became this like phenomenon, right? Like there were some news headlines, like someone streamed this movie for multiple hours. Like it just Heck, became this. Yes. Thing. I remember it was just a moment. That's yes. so funny. Okay, I'll I'll revisit those movies though. You have I want to get in the to. Christmas spirit. That one, yeah, yeah. There's gonna there are gonna be others that come into my mind that I'm just forgetting okay. now. Apologies for putting you on the spot. I just love talking about the holidays and holiday movies. You know, a lot of it is we grew up with certain movies and Yeah, no, I love it. This is getting me prepared. Did you see this movie like when it came out in two thousand five? I I think so. And I remember like not liking it in the beginning. Mm. Maybe not in the theaters. But I feel like we did watch it like pretty early on. Yeah, you're you're a little younger than me, so maybe this is a movie that is just part of your fiber. Like you grew up watching this movie. Yeah. Yeah, there's probably some weight I see that. to that. So what are some things you don't like about this movie? If there's anything. Not many. Not many. But <laughs> I didn't like the dinner scene. Like I cringe every time. I know it's happening. Yes. I know it has to happen. I ha- I like just cringe every time it happens and I don't like I hate what is 
said I hate Meredith pushing it, but then also, like, I do not get why she's... I, like, I don't understand the father having to apologize to her later. Like, I don't understand why mm. she's then the victim when I, like, I think clearly, like, she just pushed way too hard. So that was just, that's odd to me. So I don't like the dinner scene. Agreed. And then obviously the whole oddness with the, like, two couples switching. Like, Everett hitting on his <laughs> girlfriend who he was going to propose to, sister. And then yes. him and Ben switching. Like, mm -hmm. so odd. So I don't, I guess I don't dislike it because it's one of the things that, like you were saying, like the, that it's like messy love. That's one of the things that like I do like about the movie. But I guess if I had to, if I had to pinpoint something that I did not like, it'd be those two things. Agree with you. That Christmas dinner scene is really hard to watch. You're mm -hmm. just cringing and Meredith just can't stop. And you're, I, I yeah. got really frustrated with her and it got me thinking, I was like, these, none of these characters are that likable which is, I think, what I don't like about it. Like, I just don't relate to any of these characters. I don't really like these characters. I'm not really rooting for anybody because I think everyone's kind of terrible. So that, for me, is, like, a big, like, I guess, obstacle. Yeah. Everett was just really... Uh, he's just kind of an idiot to me. Like, you know, what? How did this turn so, so quickly? Yes. How do you flip-flop from Meredith to Julie mm -hmm. within an evening? Mm -hmm. You've never met her before. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I can, you know, maybe it's just like instant connection and stuff like that. But it's your potential fiancé sister. Like, you, you should not be looking for that connection so weird. to happen. So strange. And like, mm -hmm. I was trying to think of a word to describe him. And all I can think of was weak. I think he's a weak person. And that's, mm. you know, there are weak people out there who are trying to find who they are. But like, I just felt like his weakness was affecting so many other people. And like, that's just not okay. I totally get what you're saying. And it's kind of like, I did really like when Sybil was talking to, my gosh, I can't remember the dad's name, but they were in uh, bed. Kelly. Kelly. And Sybil's yeah. like, she doesn't seem like she knows who she is and then Callie is like I think that unfortunately means that our Everett doesn't either so I see the parallel with like what you were saying in their conversation in the bed that one night that was a profound statement it was so I like really in, I loved that moment because one I love that all parents talk about their kids and they all like analyze them and they I don't know they're parents and two I love that they had that insight on Everett so I totally agree with what they said and what you were describing him as like weak and how he caused so much. But I also, I feel for him in that mm. he was like, I was thinking, thinking about this. So he mm -hmm. knew, I think all of them did, but he knew that Sybil was sick. And later on, Sybil also acknowledges, she's like, I'm sick and there's nothing you can do about it, even by mm -hmm. getting married. So I do really, I appreciate Everett. I feel like that's why he like, kind of like forced things with Meredith or was like rushing it because he wanted his mom to be there for it. And I do really mm. appreciate that side of him. What, it, it might not have been like the best, like his intentions were there. It didn't work out and it wasn't right. like the best manner of doing it. But I liked his intention there. Yeah, maybe he's just a complicated person. I'm not giving him enough credit because to your point, when that conversation's being had in the kitchen where she says, I'm sick. She also says something like, just try not to be so perfect. Yeah. It's okay to not be perfect. And so that is a really good point that you bring up about Everett. I think maybe he's just trying to be this person that mm -hmm. maybe his parents want him to be and he doesn't realize like he can just be himself and mm -hmm. whatever that may mean. Yeah. So, okay, fine. I've softened my stance on Everett <laughs> a little bit. 
But I think it takes a few rewatches to like really understand wherever it's coming from because I'm watching this and I'm just like, like just kind of very upset about how he can almost propose to Meredith, but oh, then yeah. fall in love with Julie. It totally does not excuse him like looking for Meredith and then what, forgetting about it and end up like taking a stroll downtown with Julie and talking to yeah. like that still does not excuse it. So odd. So odd. I mentioned earlier, like, this movie is kind of a roller coaster, and I think it's a thing that I don't like about this movie. It's just, Maybe it's nice that it's unexpected, mm-hmm. but I felt like it was trying to be so many things all at once, and it didn't really focus on any one thing. And maybe that's the point. Families mm-hmm. are funny mm-hmm. and heartbreaking mm-hmm. and messy and mm-hmm. crazy. I was watching the front half of the movie. I was like, this isn't funny. And then later on towards the middle to end, I was like, oh, it's kind of funny now. And then I'm also crying a lot at the end. Yeah. (laughs) It became kind of slapsticky with Ben and Everett, like, running around the house, like, fighting each other and, like, the casserole. And then again, you're crying again because at the end, mom has passed Mm -hmm. and all the siblings are there and obviously missing her tremendously. Yeah. So, yeah, I was, like, chuckling and then crying and then chuckling and then crying again. 100% 100% agree, but go watch it again. Because <laughs> the beginning, maybe it's because, yeah, we've seen it like a thousand times. Like, I think the whole movie is hilarious. Mm. Es- especially with like Meredith's little like, not tics, but like her, her um, how did you describe it? Her personality and like the little, her gestures and her movements and like things. Mm. Like, it's just so funny knowing that that's who she is. But that's not who she really is because I feel like Ben really brought out her true self of like who yeah. could relax so it's just i think it's so funny watching the beginning and seeing her be like that so uptight and then the family give her so much shit like they were both sides so were not harsh, good to so each harsh. other you know yeah. yeah both sides are at fault there i think it's so funny i just think the whole movie is hilarious yeah <laughs> the whole like uh throat tickle or tick whatever we want to mm-hmm. call it mm-hmm. i noticed she never did that when she was with ben played by Luke Wilson, right? It See, only happens when like she's that. around Everett. Yes, mm-hmm. I got to pay attention to that next time. Uh, speaking of her voice tick, like she clearly, like that's when she's nervous. Mm-hmm. Do you have any like weird social nervous ticks that you're willing to confess on the podcast? Oh, that's a good question. I don't know if this is like a social tick when I'm, maybe it is. And it's actually very fitting because I just noticed this about myself the other day. I like press on my tongue in my mouth, like I'm clenched, not, I don't know if clench is the right word, but like, I feel like my jaw is very tight and then, but I don't realize it. Maybe that's the sign of a social tick or whatever you call it. (laughs) And then I'm like, wait, I need to relax my body physically. Mm. But I think it's just something that I naturally do. I thought that was so weird that I discovered the other day. (laughs) So very fitting you ask. I was trying, I came up with this question. I was like, oh, what are my social ticks? Mm -hmm. I think when I get nervous or really like, maybe not nervous, but just maybe not my normal cadence in speaking, I use my hands a lot. Like I yeah. gesticulate wildly. And hmm. I notice that when I'm yeah. sometimes recording on the podcast, or maybe I get really animated and I just like use my hands a lot. I don't know if I do that in person. I think I must. I don't know. I was asking Frank, I was like, do I have any weird social tics? He's like, I don't know, but he's not a great person to <laughs> ask these kinds of questions. He doesn't notice a I, lot of things. That, and I feel like those around you, like, we all, like, know each other. We're so used to each other that it would be hard to identify when we're nervous. Maybe it makes it easier. Mm. I don't know. 
That's a good question. I'll All right. I'll keep attention. an eye out next time we see each other yeah. in person. I know. <laughs> That's a good one. On the opposite end, I do know that I'll catch myself if I'm very like happy and relaxed. I'll catch myself humming, which I don't do normally, nor do I like particularly enjoy singing. Hmm. Just think it's like really weird that I do that when I'm very content. Is that, does that happen when you're by yourself or does that also happen with people around? I think both. Nice. What do I do? I don't know what I do. It's hard to catch it yourself, you know? Right. Exactly. Yeah. That voice tick. Yeah, you're right. It is really, really funny. And it's just so spot on. And like Mm -hmm. Amy's reactions every time she does it, she's just, yeah, the reactions (laughs) are really funny. It's a good point. Okay. Maybe I'll watch it again. We'll see. I have Mm -hmm. to catch, have a closer eye. Yes. So let's move on to themes here. I mean, it's a very clearly, you know, family focused Mm -hmm. theme. What are some other things you picked up on? Family, like you said, messy love, like you said. Also, like we've been saying already, how like love can also be unexpected, not just messy, but unexpected. Mm -hmm. Um, And maybe this is also along the lines of family. And but it's all it's related to what we were just talking about with Everett, that it's like, it's hard when when you know loved ones are not going to be around and it's hard like holding on to that or like trying to do things and then and like make the most of the time that you have with them Mm. yeah um so i'm not really a huge fan of meredith and ben and julie and everett Mm -hmm. so for me i think it's just the sheer you know opposites attracting it's a really i thought heavy heavy theme here because As I mentioned, Ben was able to get Meredith to relax and let Mm -hmm. her freak flag fly. (laughs) And I'm not really sure about Everett and Julie. Maybe Julie was able to help Everett like relax a little bit and just like not be so perfect um, and have that pressure on him. No, I agree. It was for Ben and Meredith. It was the like balancing each other out and bringing out the best in each other. But I think with Everett and Julie, it was the encouraging each other. Maybe it was just one way, but how Julie was encouraging her yeah. to like, go, like, go see that totem pole, like, go explore, go see these artistic feats around the world. Right. And yeah, that conversation they had during their walk downtown, I think Everett's asking questions like, and I, I actually forget that conversation, but I think it was a really uh, important conversation to Everett to ask Julie. It was like, do we get to choose these moments in life where we can be who we are? I don't, I can't remember the exact conversation, but... Yeah, I think maybe she just encouraged him to, yeah, let his guard down a little bit. All right, so let's talk favorite scenes. You mentioned you have a few moments where they're personal inside jokes. Uh, Where do I start? (laughs) Yeah, please go ahead. (laughs) Okay, I've got my list. So (laughs) I loved, these are all chronological because I I was jotting it down while I was watching it. I loved when, this starts on like a more serious note, but when Sybil was napping and Susanna gets in bed... Mm. And touches her arm and Sybil, like, knows it's her and starts, I think she starts tearing up also. Like, that was just such a sweet, sweet moment. Yeah. And, like, such a great mother-daughter bonding moment, too. Like, oh, I just loved it. And with also, like, her being pregnant, it was, I loved that. It was so cute. Yeah. Susanna, I was thinking about her character a little bit more. Like, she's, we don't get to know her a lot. She just seems to be the Mm -hmm. really sweet one. Mm-hmm. Every time, like she talks to her dad, she calls him daddy, and every the way she said it, it was just so sweet and like meaningful. Yeah. I just really liked all the interactions she had with both mom and dad. Agreed. She's really sweet. She's she's like the nice one. She's nice to everybody. Mm-hmm. Everyone's nice to her. She also seems to me like the one who 
not not the like quote unquote perfect child, but she like she got married to this man who's got I'm assuming has like is established has got like a decent job. That's why he's late coming home. But they've got this daughter and they're pregnant, like the picture perfect family. Mm-hmm. Like she followed all those steps. Yeah. That's what screams to me about Susanna. But I love her. Yeah. She is very sweet. I like her. Mm-hmm. I love that scene. I love now on like a funnier note, I love when they're greeting Julie at the bus and she just like eats it coming off and i love that they like showed her fall like her fall falling on her face it was it's so hilarious like to last night when i was rewatching, i was laughing because it was so just like blunt and so out there and like so unnecessary too like why why make her eat it when she's getting off the bus i love that it's that so is funny. a good one because we literally see her fall. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it was a stunt double. I, I mean, I'm assuming it was a stunt double. Like they wouldn't have Claire Danes <laughs> just like face plant. But yeah, you should see her whole body just slammed against I the know. pavement. Yes. <laughs> so that's, funny. That's Maybe great. to balance out the like love at first sight with Everett seeing her. Right. But just so un- unnecessary. So funny. I love it. <laughs> that's a good one. Back to the music theme that we were talking about earlier, mm-hmm. where they're at the bar and right back to where we started from comes on. Like I said, it will play it and we'll like do the same dance move where Meredith's like so Brad and like bumping her hip against him. <laughs> we, we will do that like in public settings <laughs> on the dance floor because that song's amazing. Mm-hmm. And also she's hilarious. Brad is also hilarious. Oh, Brad. But love that scene. Love that song. Again, on the song theme i do love that scene where they have have yourself a merry little christmas in the background and they have i think it was yeah i think you were saying you were describing also how like susanna was watching the movie but then it also pans out to thad and patrick like hand in hand walking down the path so like back to their hotel like it's just all so peaceful Mm. and warm like i love that scene where it's like just music and just these characters yeah I do also really love Meredith's Christmas gift to everybody and how it, like it broke everyone down because it yeah. was a really good gift. And even Sybil is like, you did good. Mm-hmm. It was such a good, thoughtful gift. It was so beautiful. Even, you know, like she wrapped it all so beautifully. And it was just such a good one to have it to everybody too. Mm-hmm. Such a beautiful photograph too. Yeah. But I really liked, I liked her gift and her giving it to everybody. That's a special one. I mean, God, like that, I think that was the scene and moment where I really started crying because it's just so touching, even though Meredith has no idea what Mm -hmm. is going on, right? Like she has no idea that mom is sick. Um, She doesn't even know who mom is pregnant with in the photo. Like she just thought it was Everett. Despite all those things, it's just still incredibly touching. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Did you, did you cry at all? Oh, obviously. (laughs) Is that a scene for you that you cry in? Oh, yeah. That one, definitely. And definitely at the ending also with Amy Mm. wearing Sybil's ring, holding the ornament that Sybil was holding in the very beginning of the movie, like Mm. all of it tying it. And then the reflection of her and Brad against that same photograph, like, oh, that gets me every time. Yeah, that that moment like really hit me too. Again, I think I started feeling really emotional when Susanna was like, it's a good tree, daddy. And dad's mm-hmm. like, it is a good treat. You're just like, oh my gosh, all yeah. these siblings, everyone's thinking about the same thing. And you just see Amy, she she seems like she's matured a lot in the past year mm-hmm. since losing their mom. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you can just feel the heaviness of the moment. Definitely. Sad ending, but I do love the ending. Mm-hmm. 
But then I also love the, like you pointed out, the Everett chasing Ben around the house. Like, such, <laughs> so ridiculous, but funny. And also how Ben's, like, actually mad at Everett. is like, this is a new jacket. Get oh, off yes. my jacket. Watch the jacket. So funny. Yes. I love that it. Like, yeah. two grown-ass men, like, literally running around the house chasing each other. Yeah. I love it. That got me. I like, I really do like Ben's reaction. It was like, not the jacket. Like, it's yes. a houndstooth. Not the jacket. <laughs> yes. Yes. I just got this, man. <laughs> that was great. So good. Those are some of my favorite scenes. Um, I just want to add two more funny moments for me that I chuckled mm-hmm. was when dad finds Meredith in Ben's bed and his oh reactions and Meredith's reactions are just really funny. And then following that, dad's so just like what is going on yes it's just like the the looks he's giving both ben and everett and yeah, Meredith. Yeah, yeah. it's just yeah. a lot of back and forth no words need to be said yeah those were great interactions <laughs> good point and then i love that brad drove the ambulance to the house i don't know why that gets me like after the brothers <laughs> are fighting there's a shot of him going to get like his emt bag to like i, yes. I don't know i just chuckled i was like oh brad of course he would, like, show up in the ambulance. It's funny because Kyle pointed out the same thing. He's like, who shows up to a family friend's house for a holiday, for Christmas, in your, like, your vehicle of work? Right. But it turns out it was needed. That was funny, Him them, like, panning out and he was getting his, his um, the stuff that he needed to, like, help everybody. Yeah, and he was wearing his uniform. Like, I don't know if he was, like, coming off a shift or just going to work. I don't know. It was just... <laughs> Another reason why Brad is just so randomly funny. He's so funny. His his like his gestures and his like facial reactions are also so funny. <laughs> Love him. That one moment when um Meredith, I think, says, No, I will not marry you. Yes. <laughs> he laughs. He's so funny. Love that. He laughs, but then quickly stops because no one else yep. is laughing. Yeah. No, he's adorable. That was great. All right, maybe this movie is a little bit funnier than I thought it was. That's what I'm telling you. <laughs> gotta watch it like a couple more hundred times and then you'll grow to love it. Got it, got it. A couple hundred. Okay, we'll do. <laughs> okay, so clearly you and I agree that the whole couples switching is a big WTF. Doesn't make sense. I don't think that that would happen at least so easily and so quickly. What are yeah. some other WTF moments for you in this movie? Uh, Not in the... Meredith not wanting to sleep in the same bed as Everett in their family home. But I guess what did it was like the fact that Sybil and Kelly like put them in the same room. I feel like if that foundation is set Mm. and then Meredith making a big deal and not wanting like that, that I agree was is odd. But also to her point, then why, why not make Everett sleep on the couch? No, they had to put Amy out like that was odd. Ah. That's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah. You're so right. I Yeah. Why did Everett like not? <laughs> Again, maybe this is one of the points I give away from Everett. He's just like, does it? He's just not a solid man to me. He's a solid person. Uh, no, I, I agree. I agree. It, it was the comment that she made towards the end. I can't remember when, but he's like, God forbid they send their like their favorite son, their king to sleep on the bed on the on the couch so like yeah they all there's like an hierarchy but yeah i thought that one was odd upon Mm. reflection that one and then like we had talked about the whole dinner i I, like i don't understand why in my view meredith's to blame she pushed it too far yeah 
so I, I don't understand why it was like I thought Kelly was in all his rights to like put an end to it because no one it, like nothing was happening and it was just so awful mm-hmm. and I don't understand why Everett was like why'd you do that dad like well how do you think you I think he said like how do you think you would feel like that Meredith was to blame here like she was in the wrong I don't understand why he had to apologize to her later that to me is like very odd yeah I think Kelly or like dad is just a stand-up guy maybe he just maybe. felt bad that the family made the sisters feel unwelcome or bad you know but true i think true. he had every he meant to stop that conversation because it was just going south fast mm-hmm. yeah i agree strange like oh my gosh i what an awkward cringy dinner no I, that's a tough yeah one. but i also liked how she asked some questions in the beginning that were like like i wouldn't ask them but the family like made fun of it made fun of each other in answering her questions so i like that they like they're all just sort of quirky lovable like well they love each other unconditionally and they're like i guess used to these questions but then meredith kept on pushing it that's what did it yeah i mean i can get into it a little bit more i'm just trying to think about the dinner and julie asks patrick and thad was like you know apologies if this is too personal Mm -hmm. but like have you considered the race of the child And I think she came from this place of genuine curiosity and like open to having this conversation. And the tone was sincere. And I think when, I mean, it helps that the family just immediately loved Julie. Um, But when Meredith tries to ask a question, she just cannot find the words and it comes off. Yes. Yeah. She's just digging herself a bigger hole and you're like, just stop, stop, stop. But she just can't stop. Yep. No, I agree. It's a good point. Like, I feel like she saw Julie ask a question and was like, oh, that's the door for me. Let me try also. But to your point, yeah, that it helped that they all already liked Julie. They did not like Meredith. So it was an uphill battle. Not to mention the questions she was asking. Right. Yeah. So cringeworthy. Incredibly. Again, I'm going to go back to Everett because I think he's a WTF in multiple ways for me. I don't know if he's just naive and expecting his mom to give him the engagement ring. And he gets so upset about it. I'm just like, why would your mom give you this ring if it's so clearly obvious that she doesn't like Meredith? And then he gets upset by it. Like, and he's just kind of dumb putting the ring on Julie's finger. Like, I don't know if it was a moment of like, oh, gosh. Like, I yeah, have that it, down too. So, so WTF. WTF. I was reading some like, some difference of opinions. It's like, oh, maybe it was a moment of clarity that Julie is the person for him. But Again, like, no, it's not so okay. inappropriate. very inappropriate. He's just such an idiot in that in that moment. He is. That's so stupid. And then going back to the dinner when Meredith storms out and like gets into the car and clearly I guess she doesn't know how to drive, but she crashes into the tree. Everett doesn't go out to help her like immediately. Good point. Ben's like the one to rescue her. Or, like, I think he's out there to make her laugh, but then she just breaks down crying. And he's like, oh, OK, let's go to a bar. But I was like, where's Everett in this moment? Like, why does why does he let her leave? No, that's a good point. That's your girlfriend. That's a good point. He just like sits there and excuses himself. Not okay, Everett. Ugh. No, no. No, you're you're pointing out more things about Everett where I'm like, damn. Man. <laughs> He's an odd one. Yeah, he is so odd. Meredith and Ben. Again, Julie and Everett. But I'm just wondering about the sister dynamics here. Like, uh-huh. what is the conversation that Julie and Meredith have with each other about, <laughs> you know, now clearly Julie is now sleeping with Meredith's ex, former potential, very 
almost fiance. Yeah. Like, that's just weird. It's incestuous. And I just, I wonder what that conversation looks like. Yes. Clearly a very different one than where you used to. Because like you said, like, <laughs> yeah. it, w- it would never even be a thought to entertain, you know, from like, mm-hmm. either of their like, perspectives, but also like Everett and Ben's perspectives. But like, who knows? It's a good question. No idea what their dynamic is like. It's so weird. And then I have a really dumb, silly one I'll end with for WTF moments is that it's snowing. And I know this is like a Caucasian family and you and I were Asian family, grew up in Asian households. Like, even when it's not snowing out, when it's dry weather, you take off your shoes. It was bothering me so much that these people were walking around in the snow and just like walking around in the house with their shoes on. Oh, good call. Oh my gosh, good catch. It just bothered me so much. <laughs> no, that's a good one. So like similar, similar like nitpicky thing that I also noted for my last WTF moment was Ben and Meredith falling asleep in the car with the engine on. Like, you're oh, gonna yes, I run noticed out that. Of your battery. Like, how long were they there? Maybe they were up all night and like, still, battery's going to run out. How can you just let it run? Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I caught that as well. I was like, wait, right? they clearly woke up in the bed in the yep. house, but like, I wonder yep. how long they were in the car for. Exactly. So that's Silly not a comfortable things. position to sleep in. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Like, her, <laughs> she was on, I know we're being so nitpicky, but like, her, so they're like sleeping, Ben's driver's seat, and she has her head on his shoulder, on his right? Shoulder. But I'm like, yep. how did you get over there? You're, what, yeah. like on the, um, oh my god, I don't even know what that's called. Like the, um, the stick. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Like, the hell? Where are you sitting, girl? Yeah, yeah. That doesn't make any sense. I mean, yeah, super <sighs> nitpicky, but like, you know, you watch a movie a million times, you start noticing really, really weird yes, things. Yes, yes. But for the optics, I get it. Makes sense there. So we talked a little bit about the ending already, but do you have any additional thoughts on, you know, this emotional, sad end? No, I love it. Like I was saying, I love the way they like tied it. They came full circle with Amy wearing Sybil's ring and holding the ornament. Mm -hmm. And I also, like you were saying, I love that they showed Amy maturing a year later through as like simple as her clothing. Like it's more form fitting. It's like solid color. Like Mm -hmm. you can just, I love that there are people who like design these things and it like comes Mm -hmm. through even like subconsciously you can see, yeah, Amy's matured over the year. Right. Yeah. I, now that you mentioned like the wardrobe again, it's all very rich tones. Like you could totally tell who everybody is just by the way they dress. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Off the bat, Everett's wearing like this black turtleneck with this very slick peacoat. And yeah. Meredith always has her hair up tight and like a low bun. But the moment she's with Ben, she like yep. has her hair down and it's relaxed. Yep, like, yep. yeah, it, exactly. it really, it really helps show us who these people are for sure. Yeah, exactly. I also love that the ending is Amy and Brad together because they would not have come together without Meredith. So she did have a hand in that. Yeah, good point. That is such a good point. Yeah. Oh, Brad. Mm-hmm. What a what a goofy guy, but what I, I think he's good guy. for Amy. <laughs> yes, totally. I, I think I remember, and maybe I still feel this way. I still feel like a little betrayed that Meredith and Ben end up together and Julie ends with Everett. It's unexpected, but maybe we see it coming. But at the same time, it's just like, oh, I don't know if I wanted that to happen at the end. So 
do you think that Julie and Everett and Meredith and Ben stay together as couples? So I feel like my answer is typically no, because I'm just so pessimistic. <laughs> okay. But I do think that these guys stay together because of everything we've talked about, how like love is messy, love is unexpected, and they bring out and, you know, opposites attract and they balance each other out, like all those things, like, and they just went through a crazy journey to get there. Like they swapped, like you have to stick together after that. So I do. Yeah, I think that they stay together. Oh, interesting. Okay. I, uh, I think it's more of, I don't want them to stay together. Again, mm. I'm not really sure. I think I had, when I think about it a little bit more, I'm not ro- really rooting for anybody. As I mentioned earlier, like they're just not that likable and stuff like that. So I have a hard time mm-hmm. rooting for these people. That's fair. But maybe they've gone through so much that they have to make this work. And this is so awkward now that they're brothers yeah. and like <laughs> dating sisters and <gasps> Yeah. It's just kind of a weird family, an even more weird family. Yeah. I don't know. I I guess I don't know. I don't know if I want them to stay together. That's a completely valid point. Man, people are complicated. That's true. It's hard to tell. I don't know how I feel about it. So Meredith makes a strata for her family for Christmas every year. Do you and your family have any specific holiday food traditions that you guys do? We do. I love this question because I think one year Viv and I looked it up and we were debating making it. We never ended up. Did we? No, I don't think we ever ended up doing it. But I but for every year, we always will make these cranberry walnut tarts that I think are originally like Martha Stewart's recipe. Okay. so we'll do that every Thanksgiving. And then we'll always do like cookies and just like bake random things. Mm. I feel like that's it. There's nothing that we have. That's like a big dish that we have every year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that might be it. What about you guys? I don't know. Like my mom doesn't really, growing up, she never really cooked like this traditional big Thanksgiving, or I'm sorry, Christmas feast. It was always Thanksgiving. That was always like the big same dishes. I think we always do hot pot for Christmas. Oh, I love that. I think that's what we do. Like I don't really bake anything traditional yeah. I would love to like start some family food traditions, but I think it's always been hot pot and I, I kind of love it too. I love it. I do remember spending Christmas with you guys one year and we had hot pot. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Did that start from like your parents and their families or you guys started it? Uh, I'm not sure. I think my mom just, she doesn't love to cook. So I think hot pot is just kind of mm-hmm. easy where you can just like cook it yourself kind of thing. And it's like an activity where you can just do for multiple yeah. hours. So it just kind of like brings people together literally over like yeah. one pot. So I think that was just her thought process. And I, mm-hmm. I do I do like that. Yeah, maybe I'll continue that hot pot Christmas tradition. I fully support that. We all <laughs> love, like our whole family loves hot pot. So you're rating this movie an eight. You clearly love it. And you like grew up watching this. This is a movie you watch every Christmas. Mm-hmm. But do you think this is in general like a beloved popular movie? I don't think so. Okay. <laughs> Especially given like, yeah, there's harsh criticism for like valid reasons. And like the, the rating is a six. <laughs> yeah. I can see why people don't like it. It's very cringeworthy and it's just an odd plot, odd characters. And like, they're not, not all the characters are are really lovable. Right. So I can see how some people don't love this movie as much as I do, but I still love it. And I will still watch it every year. Love it. Yeah. I, I'm (laughs) unsure about this 
I mean, coming from obviously someone who's rating it a little bit more on the average side, it's not a personal favorite of mine, mm-hmm. but I do think that it's kind of a Christmas classic in the sense that people will watch this when this is Christmas time. Yeah. I don't know if people watch this not during Christmas time, um, but I think like this- That's fair. I think the solid cast has something, you know, it, it's a good movie in that sense. Like I, I really enjoy all the performances and stuff like that. Yes. And I think ultimately it's a feel good movie. But as I mentioned before, it takes you on a roller coaster. So it's not like a straightforward movie, which yes, maybe is what I want most of the time. I think that's fair. And your comment is totally fair where people might not watch it not around the holidays. Mm-hmm. Do you think this movie's aged well? I was thinking about that in terms of like, especially that dinner and the questions and answers mm-hmm. that they were talking about regarding Thad and Patrick. Yeah. But I still feel like it, it would ha- have. Mm. Everyone has to be super careful with what they say. And I feel like politically correct terms are changing or it's like it's hard for me to keep up with them. Mm-hmm. But I think maybe this is me being ignorant, but I feel like that dinner dialogue wise would still have like flown to this day. I could totally be wrong. <laughs> no, I think I, I definitely agree with you. I think there are a lot of people who are very firm in their. I'm sure that this topic is talked about today. Gay rights, mm-hmm. gay marriage, adoption, biracial adoption. Like, I think these are still mm-hmm, mm-hmm. points of conversations that a lot of people wrestle with or talk about with their families. Um, so yeah. To your point, I think that's still kind of timely, you know? Mm-hmm. I wrote LOL at flip phones because that was just I know, I love funny. that. <laughs> Loved it. For me, I think my my one take on this about, I think if this movie were to be made today, is that Mm-hmm. I think the women in this movie are portrayed to be very at odds with each other. Like Amy is just really nasty to Meredith. Oh, yes. And like openly nasty. Yes. I do wonder, like, you know, we're in this moment of female empowerment and sisterhood and women rooting for other women. And I just wonder if this conflict would be different. Like, would Amy still hate meredith just because she's like this uptight woman and i feel like there it would be different you think i think so i think it might have to be a little bit more uh, of a character thing versus i don't know i I think it was a little too surface level Hmm, interesting okay that's fair yeah i i don't have um another storyline but i feel like i feel like all the new stuff that's coming out today is a lot of more coming from an understanding point of view, more empathetic about women like working hard and maybe, you know, she's really stressed at work or something like that. So maybe this is why she is the way she is. But I think Amy is just like unabashedly mean to Meredith. She is. She totally is, which is so (laughs) funny. But I will, I would argue that it's, it's who Amy is. And to Mm. your point, like she's the baby. So like maybe she's a little bit more spoiled than the others and a little bit more like vocal and judgmental. So like, that's just who she is. But it's a good point. I'll have to think about that with the theme of female empowerment. I mean, yeah, that's a good point. Amy, that is just who she is. She's just a bitch to everybody. Even everybody in the family yeah. is like, oh, she's nice when she's asleep and not talking, right? Yes, exactly. <laughs> so exactly, you do have a good point there. Uh, all right. So I have some trivia for you here. Love it. SJP signed on to this role just as Sex in the City was ending, and she purposely wanted to find a role that was very different than the character of Carrie Bradshaw. Oh. This movie was number three at the box office. 
opening weekend right after King Kong and Chronicles of Narnia. What? <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the photo that Meredith gives to the family with young Sybil being pregnant is a real picture of Diane Keaton, but Diane Keaton has never been pregnant, so the photo was edited to make her look pregnant. I love that. I think that was also in the, like, behind-the-scenes feature. Mm. Yeah, you'll have to share with me some some DVD extras if you have any. <laughs> Rachel McAdams worked with both Wilson brothers in this same year. She worked with Luke Wilson for this movie and Wedding Crashers with Owen Wilson in 2005. That is so funny that they're all, like, in the same era, like, all these movies. I was thinking about Rachel Adams and, like, she killed it in the beginning. Like, this... She like, did. She's so good in this movie, but she also, I think, there was like a three, four year stretch where she was like, everything that she did would just blew up. Like Mean Girls. Yeah. This yeah. movie, um, <laughs> The Notebook, Wedding Crashers. Notebook, yep. Just, yeah, Rachel McAdams. I, I want to see more of her, actually. I don't mind her. Yeah. So this film is supposed to take place in a fictional town in Connecticut called Thayer, but it was actually filmed mm-hmm. in Madison, New Jersey. Yes. I have a funny side note about that. Ooh, tell me. So I was on a project with a client who is based out of Madison, New Jersey. Mm -hmm. And I was walking with them one time in that downtown area. We were like walking to dinner or something. And I was like, I felt like I felt deja vu because I was like, where am I? Why have I been here before? And I like stopped and was like this. I know this place. My clients and coworkers probably thought I was like the craziest person ever, <laughs> but it like took me a while. And I'm like, I know this, I know this view. And I'm like, I had to search like deep in the archives of Val's memory and then looked it up and confirmed. Yeah, they filmed part of it in Madison, New Jersey. So I love that I have that like personal connection. There. That's so funny. Was it the, where the bus stop is and just like the downtown area? That's where you, you realized this is from this movie. I know where the bus stop is, but it was where it's right before the scene where Everett and Thad are shopping for the ring. Ah. They, like, have this view of downtown. And I guess later on also when Everett and Julie are walking. But it's, like, you can see the train in the background. And there's this, like, clock on the mm. on this, like, intersection. It's that view, which I, which I noticed. That's so funny. Like, I don't know if the actual store where they went ring shopping was there. I don't know if... They shot Julie and Everett walking down the streets. I don't know if that was, but it was that view where I'm like, this looks so familiar. This feels familiar. <laughs> yeah. It would have been only better if it was actually during Christmas time. Oh, that would have would have died. <laughs> I would have loved that. That's awesome. The last point of trivia I have is that the cast had to learn American Sign Language because Thad is deaf. And apparently here, I'm reading, while some critics and the cast members themselves pointed out that their American Sign Language was subpar, it's actually a realistic portrayal of a hearing family's use of the language, which is often perfunctory at best. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I do vaguely remember that. I didn't watch the DVD specials last night, mm-hmm. but I do I vaguely remember hearing that somewhere. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. Like, not everyone will be fluent in, in sign language. Um, and it's not, it seems like Thad can like read lips and like is very. Exactly. Yeah. He doesn't rely on just sign language, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Right. No, no, I totally get it. I feel like they also like know each other. They know, like you said, like each other's lips, but also your gestures. Like they just, they know each other, right? They must have this like 
this way of speaking to each other that might be different family to family. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Well, that's all the trivia I have. Do, do you remember from your memory of other DVD extras? I do remember, yep, the Madison one and the house is mm-hmm. this one I did look up earlier today because I love that house. I think it's a house in Connecticut. I don't remember what town, but it's this mm. like beautiful house and same thing what I was calling out earlier of the choreography and like the wardrobe, all of that is purposeful. Like Sybil being, I think she was a designer or something and she's just like so fashionable mm. and you can tell with the way she's clothed, like it's just so chic. So yeah. there's like that in comparison with like Amy, who's in her graphic tee and like the long shirt underneath it, but then, you know, matures a year later with the like form fitting sweater mm-hmm. And also, like, I, I do remember the feature was talking about how they took parts of Sybil, like the ring that she you could see her wearing throughout the whole mm-hmm. movie, and then Amy was wearing that at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was like the same ornament that she was playing mm-hmm. with, like little things here and there. And they wanted the house to be like, they wanted it to be messy and realistic and like worn in because, yeah, it's this huge family that's kind of dysfunctional but crazy and they love each other like Mm -hmm. which i love about the movie but all of that was purposeful yeah so i remember those were called out no i think that was it wardrobe and like setting yeah very rich that's i don't know why that word came to me immediately as you were describing sybil Hmm. Mm -hmm. very chic and she wasn't just putting on a t-shirt you know what i mean like everything's very intentional true she's at home and yet she looks like so fabulous yeah exactly um, but I think we can wrap it up, Val. Sounds good. But you have to tell me, did I make your 6.5 a little bit higher? Um, okay. I don't know why I'm struggling with this. I want to say yes and no. I think, okay, I'll ultimately do this. I think I'll raise it up to like a 6.7 or 6.8 because you did bring up some really good points about Everett. And I think I was too hard on him. <laughs> okay. But I think, you know, he he's mm-hmm. he's going through his own mm-hmm. <laughs> his own journey of trying to find out who he is. And I think I was just very made some snap judgments and Yes. I just think he was being a silly man. So okay. I'll raise it to a six point eight. I'll take it. I'll take it. I'll keep on working on <laughs> does that, it. Does that make you feel a little better? But I'm satisfied. No, it does. I like it. I thank you so much for doing this with me. This was really fun. And I'm officially ready for Christmas. I'm ready for the holidays after watching this movie. I was just going to say, yeah, this like put me in the mood. I love it. Yeah, it was perfect. And um, I'm sure we'll talk again sometime soon. Sounds good. Thank you for having me. Thanks, pal. To all tuning in, thank you so much for listening to another episode of Romcom Weekly. You can follow us on Instagram at Romcom Weekly and on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Please give us a follow there. And let us know what you think of The Family Stone. What would you rate this on a scale from 1 to 10? We'll chat with you again next week. Bye.